Oh, hello. Oh, hello. Oi. That doesn't sound good. <laughs> <laughs> no, it doesn't uh, sound good at you all. You don't like the way that I sound? Are you even using a microphone? No. I haven't plugged it in. I don't know how to respond you to this question. You want me to plug in the microphone? Like, literally, no. I don't like how you sound for this. <laughs> what do you, you all do during lunch at... Nothing. We ate french fries. At the office. Yeah, we ate, like, we ate vegan... french fries. <laughs> we ate vegan french fries. Vegan? Aren't... I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the answer to that. <laughs> we had a pretty in-depth kind of French fry discussion. Do you like your French fries crunchy, like all the way through? Do you like the thin French fries? <laughs> What's your your ideal French fry? It's not too crispy. I like I squeeze them all before I s- eat them, <laughs> <laughs> and then I I work from like perfect to not so perfect. I'll eat it anyway. Yeah, I don't discriminate when it comes to a French fry. It's just more priority for me. I want to eat the the best ones while I have room for them. And they're warm. And they're warm. So I'll I'll do a squeeze and see what's going on. But the ideal French fry for me personally is like a crispy, thin outside and like a soft center. So are we talking like McDonald's French fries? Some are good. I like McDonald's fries a little bit on the soggy side, actually. Same. Hmm. This week on Tentative. If they've listened to Tentative before and continue to listen to Tentative. It's, it's on them. <laughs> it's your fault, <laughs> listener. It is your fault. <laughs> right, exactly. How are you doing? I haven't talked to you in so long. I'm uh, currently trying to deal with a dentist situation. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh. I got a cavity filled on Tuesday, and I've had to go back because I don't think they filled it very well. Oh, God. So that's my week. What makes you think that they didn't fill it well? Uh, Because it hurt when I chewed Dude, not cool. Mm, That's so annoying. On the opposite side of that, though, I've been able to do design work last week and this week. Like actual... And I see design work, which is, is a nice refresher nice. after not doing it for a few months. Yeah, me too. Nice. Yeah. That's been my priority for the past couple of weeks. And then I went to a manager training. Yeah. For the plucky manager training a couple of weeks ago. That was two days. And that was really great. It was really good to kind of sit and swim in that world for a couple of days. <laughs> Especially being, like, away from home, because we flew to it. Mm -hmm. It was near D.C. Nice. Tyson, our design director in New York, went to, and he's in Austin, and we were chatting a little bit about it. I asked him, and I'm going to ask you, on record. Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) What's one thing that you think that you can take away from those two days and implement right away? Well, a lot of the changes I'm going to make are around my one-on-ones. So Mm -hmm. I want to schedule some more buffer time in between them just to have time to kind of take notes after. She also gave out um, like a graph that you can kind of fill in how fulfilled you feel in certain areas of work. 
kind of similar to the self-evaluation that you have passed out around designers assessing their skill levels in certain areas. So this is more about work fulfillment and how close, you know, our values align with yours and all that stuff. So those are like two very concrete things I want to put into action. Um, I took some notes as well, but it was just a really weird thing. And Jen, who led the session, was totally right in saying that, like, this is going to be a very distant memory, like, very quickly. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's so not like what we usually do. You know, it's just like a two-day workshop in a different city. And then I'm going to come back home and then just kind of get swept up again in, like, all this stuff. So mm-hmm. I haven't really reflected on it, honestly, yet. <laughs> I haven't had time. <laughs> I haven't made the time to sit and think. But I have all these great insights that I wrote on a little piece of paper from the conference. So that was worth it. That was really cool. External brain. Yeah. One of the most um, profound takeaways I had from that was just kind of, she had a thing where she was like, you should ask your reports or anyone really, but, you know, for your reports, like what leader they look up to, you know? in their life or not in their life, living or dead, fictional, non-fictional, like who's a leader that they aspire to be like or that inspires them. And she was saying that their answer kind of just tells you like what kind of manager they're looking for you to be, you know, in terms of like their needs, Uh, especially if they pick someone who they know who was a past manager because, you know, there's like very concrete examples of things that they did and how it affected them personally. Mm -hmm. So that that was really cool. That was a really good tidbit that I took away. Yeah. Tyson also mentioned that. Yeah. That was like the first thing. I was like, I'm done. (laughs) But she filled it out. (laughs) Yeah. She actually had some good um, exercises too that I just remembered now kind of graphing high and low points throughout a piece, a period of time she did like a mm-hmm. thing with that, a thing with um, making like a pizza pie <laughs> out of masking tape on the ground. Have you heard of this? No. This okay. It's cool though. But yeah, like sectioning <laughs> off the floor into like eight slices. This depends uh-huh. too on how many people you have. But for like a larger group, that's a good amount of slices. And then you just pick a neutral topic. Like for the first one, you know, she wrote manager as like the neutral. It's just a word. There's, you know, it's not good. It's not bad. It's just a word. And then she wrote on each of the pieces of the pie, like just random words, like a color, like gray, like vegetable, you know, like (laughs) elephant, like just random, like a symbol, you know. And then basically you just kind of run over to the little spot that resonates most with you with this Mm -hmm. neutral topic. And that kind of stirs up conversation around it. So I did a panel with IDEO a few weeks ago and they do something similar there to begin the meetup. They tried to do it digitally. I think it would have been cool, like a lot more fun to do it like in the physical space. They just didn't want to have to like arrange chairs right after, Mm -hmm. but they picked a similar kind of thing and picked something where like you had to pick a side. So it was like user needs versus business needs. And like, where did you fall in that? Mm -hmm. And so it was more of like a spectrum instead of, random word association Mm, cool i like that anything to get people up and moving yeah that's a good point and just kind of keeping it fresh 
I'd like to do a retro like that. Either end of project or, you know, end of quarter, stuff like that. Yeah. I asked about, well, you know, with retros, you get kind of a list of action items. Like, this doesn't seem as clear cut. It's just more for discussion. But no, you can you can shoehorn it into action items. Like, you, you hear themes, you hear similar stuff, and you can kind of right. just draw it from there. I mean, the first... I guess half of retro is, is how people are feeling, right? Yeah, so exactly. It might even be quicker way to like start to figure out like in this circle, this pizza pie, <laughs> here are some emotions. Just go stand, yeah. stand at your emotion. Yeah, it was really cool. I really liked it a lot. I would totally do it again, you know, which cool. is great. <laughs> which is good. That's awesome. Yeah. What are you uh, doing next week? I am in the middle of writing or actually towards the end of writing a blog post, I just got a bunch of uh, edits on it about an exercise that I like to run when I have an existing design. Mm -hmm. And one of the designers in San Francisco, I was talking to them about one of the projects that are going to start. And they asked me if I knew any design exercises outside of like the, the normal design sprint ones. And I was like, yeah, this is the one that I would probably go with. And they're like, huh, I've never done that. I did a quick search online to try and find the instructions and, and didn't find them. So I wrote my own so that when they start that project that they have a reference point if they want to run that. Nice. So been, I need to finish that up and hopefully we can post it. I've got some more client work that I need to wrap up. And that's been sort of interesting because it's an iOS app and the dev team is in India. Mm -hmm. So they did offshore development, but did not want to do offshore design. And this is essentially my second engagement with them. They did a beta and got a lot of feedback and a lot of really good feedback and a lot of like constructive feedback. And so we're reworking in different user flows to kind of get people engaged in the app earlier. Mm -hmm. And then spending a little bit more time refining the visual design. So that's been good, but also it's been an interesting challenge because they still have dates that they want to release by. And so normally I would have like a back and forth with a developer in person and be like, okay, here's what I'm thinking. What are you thinking? What are ways that we can like align long-term goals and long-term feature ideas with, with short-term and like, where's, where are the trade-offs that we have to make so that we can push this out in a few weeks. And it's harder to do that when they're in another country and time zones are hard. Yeah. So how, how are you doing that? How are you making up for that? My client is essentially acting as like a very hands-on project manager. Mm -hmm. And so they're kind of bouncing back and forth, heavily relying on tools like Abstract and Envision to communicate design and flow. So just like a lot of asynchronous conversation instead of in-person or video chat synchronous. Cool. I think that's been helpful. It's a mental challenge for me because I'm so used to getting that immediate feedback not necessarily like right away, but even within like an hour of me finishing a thing, me being able to sit down with a developer and be, go through what I was working on and, mm -hmm. and get like, Hey, this is going to work. This isn't going to work. So the feedback loop there of like, this is going to be a hard thing to build. This is going to be an easy thing to build kind of thing. Or I see what you're trying to do here. 
this is a better idea or there's an easier way to implement that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. That kind of feedback has been a lot shorter. Yeah, I've been sitting with a developer here doing (laughs) iOS development and it's been just very obviously immediate. (laughs) Yeah. He's right next to me. So that's been really helpful to have that and just kind of designed together pretty much. Right. Which has been great. I have to wait till the next day. (laughs) Right. Yeah, that's really, that's tough. But I guess knowing that is allows you to plan for it better. You know, just knowing it's going to be a slower cadence than you're used to. Yep. Mm. You were in a sprint earlier this week, right? Yeah, just for a day. That was a big, it's a big sprint too. A lot of people, a lot of super smart people who know what they're talking about. All their ideas are really good. (laughs) So it's, it's a blessing and a curse in a weird way, right? (laughs) So it's, it's really is a matter more of steering it and like helping manage time and capturing all those ideas. Yeah. I would imagine for a big group, that's really nice Mm -hmm. because when I've had bigger groups, sometimes the biggest challenge is just like getting everyone on the same page, getting everybody to start generating ideas. If people already have good ones, kind Mm -hmm. of helping them filter to the best one. Yeah. That sounds like a nicer thing than to like get people to actually generate ideas, which Mm. can sometimes be the hardest part. Definitely. There's pros and cons. It's not really a con either. It just makes it a different thing. You're accentuating a different skill now in the sprint of utilizing your back burner more, helping Mm -hmm. guide the conversation to make it productive, things like that. Yeah. Those are what I like to call good problems. Definitely. (laughs) (laughs) So I have another sprint um, I'm going to be doing in a couple of weeks. I actually um, just realized this morning I had a whole week of time that I forgot. Like I just, I have a week longer than I thought of like, time in between now and this next sprint so i was like oh this is great like i in my mind it was it was happening like the week after next we talked about how i've been in april today i thought i was in march so i I don't know what's going on (laughs) wait are you going backwards i was like well that's what you expect it's march and someone's like it is not march anymore i was like damn it (laughs) we're like halfway into april i know i can't get my head around march and april i just (laughs) I don't like these months. This is my least favorite time of the year, March and April. Aside from the obvious cool, good stuff, like, you know, St. Patrick's Day. Now, like, you know, my fiance has reminded me that baseball starts. It's, like, very Mm -hmm. exciting. It is exciting. That's all good stuff. But this time of year is funky right now. It's, like, getting out of this winter. I want the warmth. I want it. So now it's just, for me, it's these two months are the same month. (laughs) Like, just longer. <laughs> so it just doesn't matter in my head. Yeah. It's all the same. Baseball did start. Yeah. We were watching a couple of games, and uh, I'm excited to go to Fenway, because that's a really fun place to be in the summer. It is a fun, fun place to go. Yeah. Even from myself as a Yankee fan. Yeah. I like going. Well, this was a nice little little jaunt. The lightning episode. Yeah. I think Tom might have like 10 minutes, so that's good. (laughs) I mean, he has at least 10 minutes of French fry talk. Yeah, absolutely. That's probably the most important part of the episode, I think. (laughs) Uh, With your French fries, mm -hmm. a lot of ketchup or a little ketchup? Or no Uh, ketchup? Oh, definitely. Or ketchup and mayonnaise? Definitely ketchup. 
mayonnaise if I'm feeling adventurous and gluttonous <laughs> that day. Um, <laughs> and I like just always having ketchup on my plate. So even if I'm about to look like I'm running out of ketchup, I'll add more, even though I don't need to add more. Like I like I like having like a pile of it. <laughs> <laughs> How about I you? I like the pile of ketchup too. Yeah, yeah. I probably yeah. like a lot of ketchup. It's so bad. Or if for there's you? like oh another God. another dipping sauce, I'm all about the dipping sauce. Yes, I love honey mustard in particular. Yes. Um, ketchup is great. It's just pure sugar. I love it. I love sugar. So ranch. <laughs> I will. I will eat any kind of ranch. I will mm-hmm. eat anything that's dipped in ranch. <laughs> Before we go, give us a rundown of the good, the bad, the ugly of French fries. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I forgot about this segment. <laughs> Are we going to have the music in the background? Yeah. The good. The bad. And the ugly. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. The good french fries. Uh, f- french fries. I don't, I don't, I don't know. What if makes I need them any... good? It's just deep fried potato-ness. Mm-hmm. The bad is... <laughs> The little, like, short, stubby fry that has a little bit of skin on it that's, like, (laughs) ultra crunchy. And then you're just, like, so disappointed that that was included in your bag of fries. Oh, yeah. And then Mm -hmm. the ugly is the grease at the bottom of your French fry bag. Yeah, seriously, (laughs) like, knowing. If that just leaked out of the French fry, what you just ate was probably, like, 10 times that yeah just like leaking all these oil into your body i love it it's also the good it's yeah. all it's all things that's what makes it taste good how was that to grade my my good bad and the ugly i think that was pretty good i would say that was uh, like um, a b plus i think okay i gotta do better next time <laughs> overachiever over here um, yep visit us at <laughs> tentative.fm slash 69 for show notes if there are any more on that later (laughs) just link to a photo of french fries and that's it (laughs) in case you you don't know what a french fry is (laughs) it's possible we have some aliens out there maybe listening to us (laughs) they they all listen to tentative (laughs) (laughs) that would be very strange and like totally Uh, a possibility on Twitter, tell us what your favorite French fry is and why. We're at Tentative FM. Email us, hosts at tentative.fm, and then rate us on iTunes based on how you would rate your favorite French fry. It's true. Because they're like <laughs> the same thing. <laughs> Tentative and your favorite French Think fry. Think of the best French fry you've ever <laughs> had like... and then rate that French fry. But do that on iTunes. <laughs> For tentative. tentative. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm going to use that for everything now. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Dry cleaner. I give it three fries. This <laughs> is so like the soggy fry at the bottom, which I actually kind of like those. So anyway. Well, thanks. Bye-bye. This was fun. I'll talk to you later. Bye. This podcast was brought to you by ThoughtBot. Join our team dedicated to creating products people love to use. With open positions at our studios in Boston, New York, San Francisco, Austin, London, and Raleigh, come discover a better way to work.